What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy, Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and we are here today with another exciting installment of Overthinking MTG, the show where we look at a card from Magic the Gathering and talk about it way too much. All right, so we're on the gatherer. Let's go ahead and click that random card button, and what did we get? We got a crazed fire cat. Okay, interesting, interesting. This looks, uh, this is an older one. It's from Torment. It's an uncommon. So here we go. Actually, let's see. It looks like this is only printed in Torment. Interesting. Uh, art by Ron Spears. I feel like that's a name I've seen come up a couple of times. Anyway, so Crazed Fire Cat. It is a creature cat. 4-4 four, four, with converted mana cost of 7. So it's 5 red and a red. Alright, so we got a red cat that's, that's, I, I haven't read the rules text yet. So we have a red cat, uh, low stat line for its mana cost, 4-4 four, four for 7. So it needs to have some pretty pretty great text in the, you know, pre pretty great rules text. Let's see what we got. When Crazed Fire Cat comes into play, flip a coin until you lose a flip. Put a plus one, plus one counter on Crazed Fire Cat for each flip you win. Oh, okay. So if you hit a crazy streak of luck, this thing could get, well, I mean, it could theoretically become exorbitantly huge. Like this could theoretically be a 30-30 or a 50-50 or a 27-27 or whatever, because you're guaranteed for a 4-4 and then you have to flip a coin and each time it, it each time you win dictates where it goes so um this is a this is a crap deal um i'll tell you right now i the i i would never play this in anything unless i'm running a deck specifically built around coin flips and though you know the, the idea behind that deck is going to be doing silly chaotic stuff and the reason for that is not because the design is flawed in any particular way the idea of a creature that gets plus one plus one counters based on the number of coin flips you win that's kind of fun actually i have no problem with that the thing about this particular one though is the mana cost it costs seven for a four four the general rule of thumb um generally and i think it's funny that that's the expression i just used i'll get into that in a second the the general rule of thumb with these, some of you, some of you guys know where I'm going. Anyway, the general rule of thumb, the stat line with creatures is the power and toughness should equal the mana cost. You know, it's like grizzly bears is a two, two for two. That's fine. Like that's just your average down the middle. Okay value. You know, that's kind of become the, the norm. You have your one ones for one, your two, two for two, three, three for three, four, four for four, etc. So if this was going to be an okay, just down the middle, perfectly acceptable card, it would be a 4-4 four, for four, 4. Um, or, you know, a 7-7 seven, seven for 7. Well, for this, in order for this creature to come in as a 7-7, seven, seven, since its mana cost is 7, let's look at what that takes. Because that is going to give you a okay creature for the mana cost. In order for that to happen, you need to flip three coins and win every single one of those flips. Certainly not impossible, and it feels, you know, just, I have a feeling if you're the kind of person who uh, doesn't mind the idea of gambling and likes taking a little bit of a risk and enjoys that thrill and that excitement, a creature like this could be fun for you to play because 
as you flip, you know, because three coin flips sounds, it doesn't sound like a lot, but statistically, you know, you have a 50-50 shot on every single flip. So the chances of you winning your first flip, 50-50, and then you only get a second flip if you win the first one. Like, there's a decent chance you're going to, actually, there's a 50-50 shot. You are going to pay seven mana for a 4-4 cat, and that's all you're going to get out of it. So let's go ahead and assume that you hit that first first slips. Okay, so you have hit your 50% probability. Okay, cool. You have a 50% probability on the next one. So there is only a 25% chance because there's half of the half. There's a 25% chance that this thing is going to come into play as a 6-6. 25%. That's it. There's a 75% chance that you are going to have a 5-5 or lower. Gross. That's disgusting. Um, I understand that by by nature of probabilities, you never know. You know, it could balloon out and get a lot crazier, and that's going to result in some pretty crazy plays. Um, but it's just it's just way too expensive. So at seven CMC, there are a thousand better options, and not to mention that this isn't. I mean, the number of formats this is legal in, it's basically commander only at this point. Um, unless you're... I understand there's some legacy decks that have just weird payoff finishers. Um, the one specifically called Nick Fit. I'm not exactly sure how that works, but it's... it's The way that it functions, as I understand it, is it basically locks down your opponent, and then you just get to play big, dumb, whatever the hell you want kind of cards. Who knows? Maybe this would be a great middle finger to your opponent if you actually killed him with this thing in a Nick Fit deck, because um, yeah, this this just sucks. Now, my comment about thumbs earlier. The reason that that I found an especially appropriate turn of phrase is because of an artifact from Mirrodin called Krark's Thumb. There are a number of commander players who built decks specifically around flipping coins because of this particular artifact. It enables it in a really cool, interesting way. And that is, uh, whenever you flip a coin, so when when you have Krark's Thumb down, it's an artifact, I think it costs three and it's just it's a goblin's thumb. That's actually what it is. It's like it's it's a goblin's like disembodied thumb. And uh, when you flip a coin, if you lose that flip, you get to flip it again once. And so when you have that down, it doubles your likelihood of um, it, it, it. Actually, I guess I, I don't know if it's a full perfect 50-50%. I did. I never took advanced placement stats, so um, they're probably you know when it comes to probabilities, I'm not. I don't. I know the math is complicated, and I know it's complicated enough so that I know that I've probably misspoken <laughs> in the course of this discussion. But what that does is it dramatically increases your likelihood of getting a, a success. And so when you have a dramatically increased likelihood of success, all of a sudden, something like this, the payoff isn't so bad. Now, if this was a 4-4 four, four for 5 with that ability... This would be a completely different conversation. I'd be like, okay, it's kind of weird, but oh, cool. You know, that could work. You know, if this was three generic and two red, then all of a sudden this would be worth rolling the dice on. Well, we're flipping the coin on. You know, you could, there's a, because then in that case, there's a 50-50 shot that you're going to get something that's at least decent value, um, you know, for its size. The other way that they could do that is they could change the the power and toughness balance on it. So instead of being a 4-4 for 7, 
you know, or if they didn't want to make it a 4-4 four, four for 5, make it a 4-2 for 5. You know, so if I lose my coin flip, um, then I have a creature that is significantly lower than, than it should be. Um, you know, and if I lose my even my first coin flip, shock could take care of it. Like, shock could get rid of this thing. So, okay, the moment that you hit that 2 toughness or lower threshold, that becomes really squishy. And so... Then you end up with a situation where no matter what happens, I've got a creature that at least has some punching power. It might not be a lot, but it's something. And then if I win some coin flips, not only do I have some punching power, but this, the guy might actually live. Um, you know, that would be another alternative way of addressing this. As this stands, this is kind of a... It is a fun mechanic, and there's a place for some casual fun shenanigans with it, but it's just not competitive. Because the other thing that this does not have is trample. So if you do manage to hit a insane streak of luck, and you actually get a 9-9 or a 10-10 out of them out of this, um, which it's a cat, which is just still fun. Like of all the creature types to just get like huge and weird, it's a cat. It's not even an elemental cat. The artwork shows like this gigantic uh well you know to be honest if it didn't if the creature type wasn't cat and it you know the name is crazed fire cat i wouldn't know that this creature is supposed to be a cat i would guess demon or elemental it is a very large clawed figure that is clearly uh erupting in flame uh and it's got these these two uh, human handlers that are have apparently have put chains around it somehow, and they're clearly trying to control this uh, big flaming beast. So, all right, I mean, this is an interesting. I like the idea of the huge, powerful creature that has been enslaved, kind of rancor-like. Um, you know, that's interesting. But overall. Uh, yeah, so fun coin flippy things. If you have a Crux Thumb commander deck, then okay, then you you know you might as well be running this. I also understand that there were um, two partners from Battle Bond that each had coin flip abilities. If they're your commanders, hell yeah, like why not? This could get silly, and yeah, flip some coins. There's nothing wrong with that if that's what you're looking for. But in the end. If you get a big creature, if you get a big 9-9, you get a big 10-10, the sucker doesn't have trample. And so your opponents can just chump lock it all day. So if you do manage to finally get 7 mana down, best case scenario, you have one big creature that can get chump locked. You know, if it had trample, or hexproof, or first strike, or just something, then... Okay, or even or flying actually that could be pretty cool. And I, you know, I know flying isn't a isn't super common in red, but it's it's there. You know, there's no reason that this couldn't have been, you know, couldn't have been a dragon or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there were a lot of opportunities here, and this feels like the kind of thing that they didn't know how powerful this was. This effect was going to be, so they upped the mana cost just a little too far to make it playable. Yeah, like I said, if it cost one more uh, beyond the stat line for this ability, I, I wouldn't be too mad. Um, or if it had a considerable amount of um, keywords on it. You know, if, if you added some keywords to increase the value, then okay. Like, you give this thing hexproof, and all of a sudden we're talking about a control finisher, and I'm, you know, like, let's go. That sounds great. Um, you know, with kind of this fun, chaotic element. It's either going to be a 4-4 four, four, or a 15-15. Strap in. You know, the, the thing that that allows 
is for crazy weird events and crazy weird moments where something just fires off perfectly and like 10 times better than you think it's going to make for some of the most exciting moments. I have no doubt there are some people who played with this card way back in the day who have stories about the one time their buddy no, for real, man, he won 10 flips on this thing. I have no idea how the hell he did it, but I, I was looking at a 14-14, and just, I, there was nothing I could do. It was insane, you know? And it's like, and I was playing my best game, and I just didn't have any removal in my hand, and oh, I, what you gonna do? Like, I guarantee there are people who have that story around this card. So that's not nothing. There's something to be said for that. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's just... You know what? Actually, here's the place where I would put this. I would specifically put this card and cards like this in commander decks that are intentionally powered down so they could be more casual um, and it, you know, fit with um, lower powered pods. That's where I would put this. So if that's something that you are interested in, something that you're looking to do, if you have like a play group of newer players or people who just don't have access to a wide variety of cards and you want to play some commander and have some fun plays, then something like this could get you there. You know, there's a decent chance you just played four, seven mana for a 4-4, four, four, and, and you're going to just kind of go, ah, man, and that's going to be that. And that's fine, too. And if you and your friends can all laugh about it and have some good, have some fun playing a game, rock on. You know, that's ultimately what we're, what we're all about. So let's see. Um, checking real quick. This thing does have some flavor text. The longer it's caged, the madder it gets. Firecat Handler. Yeah, okay. That's... That fits. And do we have any rulings? No, no rulings. All right, guys. Well, it has been fun, as always. This has been the Crazed Fire Cat, the Uncommon from Torment, with a goofy coin flip ability. So, rock on, guys. A pleasure, as always. Uh, I I do stream every day, every weekday morning, 5.30 to 6.30, over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash hamhocks42. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you there. And otherwise, I will catch you right here, wherever you're listening to this tomorrow with another edition of Overthinking MTG. Thanks. Catch you later.